Hi friends, we have a very cool upcoming project that you can participate in. Our lovely listener Helen is a creator of a virtual reality art exhibition called Watch This VR Space. And she was very kind to invite all of you, our podcast listeners, to be the exhibiting artists at a very special Drawing Club podcast virtual exhibition. All you need to do is send us one of the pieces that you created while listening to our podcast and Helen will build a virtual gallery just for us where anyone from anywhere can see all of our art and we can all hang out together at our virtual opening party. So here's how you can participate. Uh, You need to send us your art in PNG or JPEG format to a special email address that we created for the exhibition. It's drawingclubvr at gmail.com. And please just send one piece per artist and make sure to include your name, the title of your work, the year completed and your Instagram handle in the message. And also if you want the materials that you use to create the artwork. The deadline to send in the work is Sunday 14th of June at 8 p.m. Helsinki time. The virtual gallery can only fit 40 to 50 pieces and we will select the artist on first come first serve basis so that any of you can participate regardless of your style or skill level. So hurry up, send us your work and hopefully we can see you at the exhibition opening party. And if you want more information on that, just go to our Instagram profile and all the instructions are also written there. We have another exciting announcement. We are now on Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it is a platform where you can support your favorite creatives with a monthly pledge that you can change or delete anytime. Our Patreon page will work as a tip jar with one tier that is two euros a month or more if you wish. The money will go towards paying for our podcast hosting fees. In the future, we hope to also create exclusive content for you on Patreon. So... If you enjoy listening to our podcast, consider supporting us on Patreon. And now to today's episode. Hi friends, my name is Sasha. And I'm Mia. And this is the Drawing Club Podcast. Welcome back to the new episode. Welcome! Uh, So, well, most of you already know, but we are the Drawing Club Podcast, so we're all drawing here, or, I don't know, maybe not all of you, but... (laughs) Many of you are drawing, and those we of you are drawing who are new, as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, I'm already starting with <laughs> with be, like not being clear. Anyways, the the piece of information I'm trying to give you is that if you're new and you don't know, um, feel free to draw with us. Yes, this is and a podcast where we draw and we chat about a topic that changes every week. Usually it has to do with art but, and creative life, but sometimes it's just anything that interests us pretty much and interests you and you request us to talk about. Exactly. So, Mia, do you want to share what you're you are drawing today? Yes. So I have my watercolor set uh, with me and I kind of don't have much of a sketch today actually but I've written be kind on my page and I think I'm gonna kind of draw some kind of plants around it in some kind of just freehand something like that it's gonna be like gentle and green and nice (laughs) what about you 
Uh, well, I'm just drawing some abstract pattern with blobs. <laughs> and, Were we surprised and, and by just... Sasha's blobs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, my my uh, subject matter is not very wide on these <laughs> <laughs> recordings, but it's fine. Now it's smaller blobs. Usually I yeah. use bigger blobs. So mm. there you go. Variety. <laughs> and I'm u- I'm using two color pencils <laughs> and um, I also found some what are they ink gel, gel pens yes oh. so I think I'm gonna use a combination of color pencils and gel pens to color oh, those. that's an interesting like I don't think we've done that before on this show it's not like your typical uh, drawing setup no Okay, so should we move on to the thing we wish to share with the club today? Yes, let's do that. What is your you thing? Wanna... Oh, oh, should I? Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I can start. <laughs> yes, feel free to start. <laughs> yes, um, yeah, I can start with my thing so it can explain <laughs> why everything is messy and why I only have two pencils. <laughs> And I'm sorry if some of you are tired of me talking about moving, but this might be, I don't know, the second last time I talk about moving. <laughs> I can't I can't promise I'm stopping completely because it's still going to take a while. But I'm now in my new apartment. Yay! And yes, we just moved like two days ago, so things are still in boxes. I don't have my drawing supplies, really. I don't, I have no idea where they are. So I only had like this small bag of like immediate stuff that I need, you know, the stuff that I usually take with me in my bag. So yeah, in that pencil case, I found two color pencils and two gel pens. That is why that is all I have. (laughs) And that is why my mind is very messy also because my surroundings are very messy. And like this setup, I'm just sitting on a kitchen table and half of the kitchen table is covered with some dishes that don't know where they live yet and the other half is my podcast setup so <laughs> you know um this is in the process so yeah but actually the thing that i wanted to like the main thing i wanted to talk about in this okay this is gonna be a little bit long <laughs> <laughs> that's all right because there is this whole thing like like, there are a lot of things I've been thinking about lately with this move because um, we've saved up for this move and we've gotten some new stuff for this apartment because it's a bigger apartment and our whole life kind of got upgraded with this move. And I've had like very, uh, like very different feelings about it. It's really weird. Like, because for example, we got a washing machine and we've never had a washing machine before or like Mm -hmm. I've never owned a washing machine Mm -hmm. so I always used a laundry room or like when I just moved to Finland I used my dad's (laughs) house washing machine I would like take my laundry to his place and like stuff like that so like yeah I mean in my childhood home we had a washing machine but once I started living on my own this is the first time I actually own a washing machine yeah and 
And like also our apartment has a dishwasher and like our apartment has even a sauna. And it's like, it's so weird because I'm, I keep feeling like all of these things are some kind of like huge luxury. Mm. And I'm kind of like, how am I even affording this? How do I even deserve this? But then Mm. I start thinking like, this is stuff that like a lot of people have. Like, of course, not everybody has this stuff. Like there are a lot of people who can't afford this stuff. But still, it's like, here in Finland, a lot of people do have a washing machine. It's Mm. not like this kind of huge luxury that I'm like splurging onto because I just like don't know where to put my money. So, But also, because these things are so like different from what I used to, it, it does feel like a huge luxury to me. So yeah, I've had these like very conflicting feelings around this stuff, which I know is like very everyday stuff for others. Mm. Like so many, for so many people, it's not a huge thing to own a washing machine. It's like own a, owning a bed or like, you know, having a place to live in. Of course you have a washing machine in your apartment, but I don't know. For me, these things have been so big. I don't know. This might sound like very silly to, to a no. lot of you, but like uh, for me, like I've, I've had a lot of like, yeah, I, I feel that generally like in my life, this is like, I, I feel like I'm becoming an adult, even, even <laughs> though I'm like, I'm 32, I think. Yes, we are 32. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I don't always remember my age. Yes, and I've been married for like over 10 years. So like I've been an adult for a long time. But but still somehow like now things have been happening that feel like I I don't know. You're getting the Am I making <laughs> Yes, yes. Making your home is becoming an adult home in quotes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Like, for me, it has been, like... Because I've only lived in one apartment as an adult. So, for me, it has been less like this. Because now it must be... It must feel so strange. Because, kind of, at once, all these things are coming into your life. For me, it has been, like, more gradual. But I remember, especially, like, when we got the dishwasher, that was, like, oh, my God. This is, like, the best thing ever. And I... Yeah, I definitely felt like an adult when I got the dishwasher. And it it's mm. like, it's the best thing. I'm so excited for you to have a dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also like feeling weird that like, that for a lot of people, this is just like a normal thing that like, for mm. also, for example, yesterday, I was thinking about like, that for the first time ever, we also got like a normal bed, like mm. a good bed, like I'm 32 and this is the first time I own a good bed Mm. because before I mean okay when I lived alone I had a pretty good bed but like a single bed so okay this is not the first time but like as a couple this is the first time we have a good bed because when we just moved together we were using my partner's sister's old bed that mm. like wasn't that big and also it was like pretty old and pretty bad and like there were all these springs that you could I don't know it was it was bad mm-hmm. but we slept for years on that and then and then we changed that to like a loft bed which I mean was already much better but it was still not the most convenient thing because it's like a loft bed and for mm. a lot of people I know it's like a child's bed oh. like a lot of people don't even consider like adults sleeping on that kind of bed so mm. I know this is like also 
not like a I mean it it was in many ways inconvenient. It was good for like our life situation at that time, but it was still like not the most convenient. But now we actually have like a like an actual bed and we bought a mattress that is like good and comfy and it's like <laughs> I don't know and I, and it like blows my mind on one hand that this is happening to us but on the other hand that like this is a thing that it's like I'm 32 and I'm being excited about finally having a normal bed like I don't know <laughs> these things are so weird <laughs> yeah anyways please let let us know like in the, in the comments or messages if you can relate to that like <laughs> yeah because this yes. is, these feelings are very new to me and very weird <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah okay but i think we should move to your thing that you <laughs> want to share with the club because this is becoming a topic of the podcast <laughs> true yes but you know this is a continuing segment talking about your move and the feels <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe i should have a podcast about my move <laughs> i have so much to say <laughs> but that's okay anyways, it's go big, ahead it's a big thing Okay, but my my thing that I want to share this week is a book that I've been reading now for the past, I don't know, three or four days. Uh, it's called Come As You Are, and it's a book about like women's sexuality and sex, having sex as a woman in our society. It's kind of, it's like a feminist book, but it's, it's like about, hmm. How should I say? It kind of discusses the science behind like sex and um, it's okay. First of all, I have to say that it like is mostly directed at cis women and it states that in the beginning. I'm sure like some of the things are applicable also to people of different uh, genders, but um, it talks about uh, the biology of the vagina and vulva and then it talks about like all kinds of psycho uh, psychological phenomena that affect sex and and also societal things and uh, it's really really interesting like it it kind of packs a lot of information and discusses a lot of different research that's been done on the topics but it just seems like a very valuable resource to kind of get to know like maybe your body and just like how everything affects how you view sex or how you have sex it's very interesting i highly recommend it to uh, anyone and especially women who who are just interested in sex <laughs> i guess <laughs> but yes you look like you knew did do you are you like familiar with this book yes i've heard about it yeah i've been like curious about it Okay, Before. well, I can lend it to you once I'm done, if yeah. you want to. Yes, please. I, I was going to ask, like, my next question, next question was, like, did you buy it or is it from the library? Yes, I bought it because at first yes, I was so. going to get it from the library, but there was a huge queue and I was like, no, I want to read it now. Okay, then yes, please, once you're done, please borrow it. Yes, and I also had to say, I mean, it's by, let me see, let me see, it's by Dr. Emily Nagoski. She is really funny. But she's also, she's a sex therapist. Um, so, yeah, it's like a perfect balance. It's very entertaining, but very, like, informa informational. <laughs> no, it has very much information. And it's based on science. So, it's really, really good. <laughs> so, 
so far. And I've had like so many epiphanies already <laughs> about like my own self and like my relationship to my body and all this stuff. It's it's really oh, good. So highly nice. recommend Come As You Are. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I even like heard an interview with this mm. author like in a podcast or something. Okay, well, now I even started scrolling my podcast app, but I, <laughs> I shouldn't actually search for it. <laughs> but I'm like, where? Because I've even heard this name, so yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I know about that book. Yes. And yeah, sounds really good. Yes, I can't wait to finish. I'm about almost halfway. Uh, so I've read like like 150 pages or something, and it's like super, super good. <laughs> yes. Okay, but should All we right. get to our topic of the day? Yes. Our, actually, our topic was suggested by one of our listeners. Ooh. And actually, I didn't write it down. Next time we do a topic by one of our listeners, we should write, write it down. True. But I think it was, I think it was Mathilde Deschain mm. who asked us um, to talk about veganism. And that was perfect because we were already planning to talk about it. Yes. So. <laughs> it has been on our topic list since the first season. Like since we first exactly. wrote down a list of topics when before we started recording any of them. So this was like the yes. perfect sign that now is the time. <laughs> yes. To do but it. now that uh, the, some of you also said you're interested, we were like, okay, now it's time to do it. Exactly. Yes, so please keep suggesting us topics because there's a good chance we will talk about it if you do. Yes. Anyways, veganism. So, yeah, we are both vegan. Mm -hmm. So that's why we thought... And yeah, we feel very strongly about it. So yes. that's why we thought we would really want to talk to your friends about it. And should we maybe start with, like, our story of how we got to to be vegan? And yes. And when that Definitely. happened and why? Would you like to share yours first? Okay. Um, well, of course, like many other vegans first, I was vegetarian for years actually first well yeah for me it was very gradual i think first mm. i stopped eating red meat then i stopped eating chicken then i was still eating fish for a while then then uh, yeah then i was just vegetarian and i why and also why i became vegetarian was basically because my partner was vegetarian when when mm. i started uh dating my current partner he was already vegetarian for several years mm, and I didn't I wasn't. know that <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so I kind of like I didn't really have much of an opinion about being vegetarian back then mm. but then because we were eating together I was kind of slowly getting more and more used to not eating meat because mm. You know, we were eating together more and more often because we were spending more and more time together. And I wasn't, like, necessarily opposed to not eating meat. Like, 
As yeah. long as the food is good, I would eat it. I wasn't like, I have to have meat in every dish <laughs> or anything like that. So yeah. I was just eating vegetarian food because we were eating together. And then I kind of, I was getting more and more used to it. And then also I think I kind of, like, I, I, was, a, I was still a teenager. Like, I think I was 17 when we started dating or maybe 18. Mm. I don't remember. It was a very long time ago. Or maybe later. Anyways, okay, now I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna spend ages trying to figure out when we started dating. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but yes, I think that was also the time when I was kind of starting to get interested in like, you know, serious life topics and mm. eth- ethical living and like... I don't know, social things. Like, I kind of starting started thinking about serious things. So, of course, I was kind of learning more and more also about animals and, like, animal cruelty and everything. So, I think it was, like, very gradually, uh, like, I was becoming vegetarian just out of habit, but mm-hmm. also gradually learning about the ethical side of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were vegetarian for, like, Okay, I don't know the numbers, unfortunately, yeah, but yes. for many, many years. <laughs> and then I remember one day we just decided that we we're going to go vegan. It was really weird. I think we were, we've were we been both considering it, that that would be like a good thing to do. I think for even a like couple years, we both were kind of thinking like, okay, actually, like veganism is a good thing and that's something you should do. But <laughs> then... We didn't. But then one day, I think I was like, I think we should go vegan. And my partner was like, yeah, I think so too. And then like, yeah, the next day we were vegan. (laughs) Wow. And that like, since then you have been vegan? Yes. And since then we've been vegan. And I'm not sure how many years it's been. No, actually, was it? Well, maybe like six years. Yeah, I think it's six because it was like a year before we did. Or like okay. it was at least like the pre yeah because I remember that okay. so, <laughs> about yeah. my own so journey. Been... <laughs> yes, so I've been vegan for six years. Wow, amazing! Yeah, for me it was like similarly very gradual. I remember like I think like after high school, so I was maybe nineteen. I I was reading something about food, and it was more like from this health benefits type of way. And that was like, it was talking about factory farming, like also from this ethical point of view, but like the main point of view of the book was like health. So, but yeah, so then I decided, okay, I don't want to eat red meat like anymore. And I had already had like some of my friends were vegetarian even before then, but I kind of, I love food. And I think a lot of people can relate to just loving the taste of food so much. You're kind of like, I just felt like I don't want to miss out on these amazing uh, tastes <laughs> and foods. But then I decided like, okay, like this is, um, yeah, I don't want to eat red meat. So then I did that, that for a while that I still ate chicken. Then I think after about one or two years of eating chicken, I was like, okay, I don't want to do that either. Because I, I kind of knew you know, that there's not much of a difference between, like, eating red meat or eating chicken, like, ethics-wise. So then I wanted to give up chicken. But then I think I was a pescatarian, so I ate, like, seafood and, like, 
yeah, I ate seafood and uh, vegetarian uh, food for almost like five years. Yeah, uh, like uh, until I was 26. And I would mostly, like I was slowly, I, hmm. <laughs> oh my God. I was slowly kind of, I was aware of veganism and I was like changing a lot of my products, for example, to be like plant-based. So I would use like plant-based cheese occasionally and all my milks would be like soy milk or I think it was mostly soy, soy milk was available at that time. So, and I would also like make a lot of food that was already vegan, but I would also make food with, um, with cheese. And then like when I would eat out, I think I would always eat something with fish or seafood just for some reason. I didn't cook that much with it, but when I would eat out, it would be like a thing. I think I had this prejudice and I think maybe at the time it was more true than now that like in restaurants, the vegetarian food wasn't very good. And like not even talking about the vegan food, which probably wasn't like even readily available, at least on the menus at that point. Um, so yeah, I kept eating uh, fish and seafood until um, in 2015, in the beginning of the year, um, there's this kind of challenge in Finland, and I think it's a, actually a global challenge. It's called Veganuary, but in Finland it's called Veganihast, and it's um, kind of a challenge by this vegan uh, Finnish vegan society, where for the month of January you eat vegan food, and you get like a newsletter and like recipes every day and stuff. I didn't actually... actually uh, like cook from those recipes because at the time I already had like a lot of resources myself for vegan food because I had been eating a lot of vegan food but then I just kind of stopped eating all that other stuff and when we had been doing that for two weeks I said to my partner like okay I, I don't ever want to eat cheese again like this is so much easier than I thought this is like I feel so much better about it yeah, like especially I just felt like mentally so much like lighter and it felt so good to not kind of cause harm by my eating habits to other living beings because like for years I had kind of known that I, I would want to be vegan and I felt like being vegan is the right, like would be the right choice and like ethically right but I just was like I didn't want to give up cheese was basically my big thing. But then after two weeks of like just deciding to like not do it for a month, I already knew like, okay, I can totally, I, I want to decide to not do this like ever. <laughs> wow, that was a, <laughs> a huge rambly thing, but that's, that's basically it. So it was very gradual, but then, yeah, then we just kind of made the decision. And for us, it was uh, this challenge thing was like the perfect kind of, okay, this is a perfect time to try it. And then we immediately just found that, yeah, this is what we want to do. But that's yeah. so nice that yeah, we both, I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that it's so nice that we both have kind of, our partners were also like, to, we were together with this because in my previous relationship, my partner would eat meat that I wouldn't. So it was a lot more challenging, I think also for that reason. But then like in my in my relationship now, it's been very nice that we've both kind of been on the same page the whole time. Yeah, but I'm also really grateful that my partner like didn't have a problem with me 
uh, eating meat, like when we mm-hmm. started dating, even though he was already a vegetarian. Mm. Like, maybe it would, like, if I would be very passionate <laughs> about eating meat, like, and uh, I don't know, maybe it would be, uh, would have been a problem, but I was, like, pretty flexible Mm. about what I was eating and he's the one cooking anyway so <laughs> I, I, like I don't really like to cook so whatever he cooked me I was already happy that somebody cooked for me <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah I like because I know for many people it's like they wouldn't even date someone who mm. like is not vegetarian or vegan which also is understandable because for like for a lot of people food and sharing food and like eating together is like a huge thing Mm. that is like also like a bonding experience sure but also like i <laughs> i love my partner and i'm happy that we're together and i'm happy that it wasn't like uh, a deal-breaking thing for him that i wasn't vegetarian at the time mm. yes yeah but yeah we got onto the same page very quickly i want to ask you like what were your reasons for becoming vegan because you said like you started thinking about all these kind of big important topics in life and but like what were the reasons for you to go vegan well basically animal like animal rights Mm -hmm. and the environment in general Mm -hmm. i mean animals are part of the environment too but like yeah like just because the industry is really really cruel and in Mm -hmm. the beginning i felt that maybe dairy and like eggs is not as cruel mm-hmm. as meat because like you know you don't kill animals mm-hmm. to get those products out of them but then the more i researched the more i realized that in many ways um the dairy and like egg industry is even more cruel or like i don't know mm-hmm. if you can compare the cruelty but like in a way yeah. it, it it can seem even more cruel because animals stay alive, but they experience horrible, horrible, traumatic things all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of like, yeah, the more I researched, the more I re- realized that, yeah, no, like it doesn't make sense. Like it didn't seem ethical to me that like, I felt like I'm ethically against animal cruelty because I don't eat animals, but I still support this other part of the industry, which is like, also very very horrible so yeah yeah but basically yeah animal rights but of of course also like later i realized that it's like this whole big thing that it's not just uh animal suffering but also like the whole planet is <laughs> like the yeah the whole planet is suffering mm. because of this industry because it's yeah, it's just very bad for the... I, I'm not going to go into science because I'm not a scientist. <laughs> but if you don't really know the facts, uh, that's okay. A lot of people don't know those facts because they're not very publicly available. But I would suggest um, researching on how meat and dairy industry uh, affects the environment. Yes, and the global warming, like, specifically yes, also. pretty bad. Yeah, they play, like, a way bigger role than I was ever aware of, like... <laughs> you know yes and exactly. then you like what you could kind of imagine just without knowing yes yes but in the beginning why i was like even when i knew all of those things well why i was still hesitating to go completely mm-hmm. vegan was that i was worried if 
Like I could still eat health a healthy diet mm. while it being vegan because of course there's like at least a, like I think now there's way more information about how to be healthy while eating vegan but back then it was a bit harder to like and also of course the society would already press you for like not eating meat and then yeah just in general the information was not very available so I felt that being vegan would uh, potentially harm my health if I wasn't like Mm. super super careful about it it felt like I would have to be very like plan every meal and really like calculate everything I don't know I just had this Mm. idea but then I think like after I've followed some influencers that were vegan and that kind of talked about it from the health perspective even though like my main reason was never health Mm -hmm. but then when I saw people talk about it from the health perspective and some people would even like go vegan because they felt it's better for their health so mm-hmm. then it was kind of like eye-opening to me because I was like, okay, so this some people actually consider it more healthy. Mm-hmm. So it's not actually something that will harm my health, but this actually might help <laughs> like yeah. make my, me more healthy. Of course, it depends on how you eat. Like you can still eat unhealthy and be vegan. Anyways. Yeah, but they're I not like of... contradictory. It's not like... Exactly, yeah. exactly. And... A lot of things that are animal products are actually not good for your body. So there was like, once I got that information, I was like, okay, now there's no reason for me to not be vegan. Yeah. Yeah, for me, like same, like the cruelty aspect of it was definitely a big one. And then I think like, because then I also, because it was very gradual, like I was eat, like cooking and eating more and more vegan food. So I like kind of gradually understood that, okay, this food, like I really enjoy this food. I don't really, like I have no issues with eating this way. Like this food is very good and I like it. But yeah, like I said, I had this thing with cheese. I loved cheese and I... I don't mean like this everyday cheese. I mean these fancy cheeses that you get like, I don't know, at a party with grapes and some crackers. Like those were my thing. But uh, then when I did decide to first try out being vegan and then when I decided that, okay, this feels good, I want to do this. One of the first things I did was learn how to make my own cheeses like with cashew nuts and like how to kind of, make them very much like those fancy cheeses from like cow's milk and I like realized like oh I can still have this as well I can still like have this experience and that's been like a big thing for me I think like because I I love food and I love lots of those foods that I grew up with and like enjoyed but realizing that I don't actually have to give anything up there are like alternative ways to still make them vegan and i can still like enjoy kind of those same things if that makes sense (laughs) yeah yeah i i had exactly like i had this cheese thing also like i love cheese i loved um like i would have this aura justo the blue cheese in my home all the time like Mm. even though for some people it would be like this special they cheese i yeah i would have like these fancy cheeses all the time but i think like once once we decided to go vegan i was like okay i'm gonna allow myself to have cheese every now and then if i really want it Mm. 
and I'm just gonna like uh, not eat any anything else, any other animal products. Mm-hmm. But I think I did treat myself to cheese every now and then for like two weeks, and then I, mm. I was over it. I was over it so quickly. And yeah. I didn't even like make my own cheeses and I haven't had any cheese until they started like producing all those vegan like nowadays there's so many different vegan cheeses that like Yes. It's just so easy. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, back then again there were maybe only a couple and they were not good. So yeah. I, I haven't had like bef- before all these cool cheeses started coming onto the market. I didn't have cheese for like a couple years and I didn't even miss it. And I was sure that that's like the thing I would miss the most. Like I was like, I don't care about yogurt or whatever, but like, oh my God, cheese, I'm going to miss it so much. But yeah, I think Mm. like once I was invested in this and then I I found out so many other things that I could enjoy eating, I didn't like even miss cheese anymore. That is so, yeah, I had the same experience. Exactly the same experience. And it was so weird because... Then I kind of felt very, very silly for like letting my love of cheese stop me from becoming fully vegan for like a few years when then in reality, after two weeks, I was like, yeah, I don't want to eat cheese anymore. Just, (laughs) but it's okay. Like sometimes it takes, you know, it is a difficult choice to make. (laughs) Yeah, and you learn from your own experience. Exactly. You kind of like, you think that it's a big thing. But then once you don't have it in your life, you miss it for a little while and then you kind of realize that your life is still as full and complete and and yes. enjoyable without this one thing. Yeah. And like you said, then you find new things to enjoy. And that one for me was like a huge thing and why I loved, like immediately loved being vegan. Because even though I had already been like cooking vegan meals, still like when I kind of made the full shift this I felt like this world kind of opened up in front of me of like new flavors and new exciting foods I was so excited about it all and I mean because I love food like food is one of my big passions in life and I feel like becoming vegan which is like so against everything that people like non-vegan people tell you it has like brought me so much more enjoyment of food like so many foods that I would have never tried if there was like if if I didn't kind of cut out all the animal products if like yeah just so many new experiences and so much like richness (laughs) in that yeah exactly it's it's been amazing yeah yeah I remember like I started researching all these like new recipes because mm. yeah i wanted to find all these new things to do and i remember like for example like nutritional yeast i started seeing yes. it everywhere and i'm like what is this nutritional yeast thing like where do i even yes. find it or is it only like an american thing or like what is it even and i remember i even like messaged my friend raisa who like was um already vegan at the time and i was like Okay, does this nutritional yeast thing like <laughs> exist in Finland? And what is it in Finnish? And where do you even buy it? <laughs> and she kind of instructed me to like where to find. It. And it's funny, like now as a vegan, like it's it's this thing you always have at home, at least like for me and I guess for you also. It's like one of those basic mm. things. So I'm sure maybe for I say it was yes. like a really like like quite a funny thing to <laughs> then like explain like because 
it's it seems so obvious like such an obvious product like a staple yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, but yeah yeah of course like you you find out about these things like yeah i found out about so many foods that are amazing yes once there was this challenge like okay now there are all these products that i'm used to that i can't use or like mm-hmm. i don't want to use so what can i use and then you start researching and there's so much like i and yeah i eat so much more varied diet now than i did when i was uh omnivore or vegetarian like and and it tastes so much better they're like i don't know it's just the whole food i think like like i didn't have the same relationship with food before like you say like you were really Mm. into food i was kind of like i was pretty neutral to food i just ate food to Mm. you know um to live (laughs) to survive (laughs) Like, yeah. I mean, I did enjoy some things more than others, but I didn't feel, like, very strongly, like, except for cheese <laughs> and chocolate. Uh, yes, yes, good milk chocolate is still a thing that I kind of, like, on a hunt for. There are some good milk chocolates, like, kind of, fa- what is it, like, vegan Plant milk chocolates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> there were some things that I really liked that... Um, like that I felt strongly about but in general I didn't feel that strongly about food but now I do like now I'm like mm-hmm. obsessed with food I really like trying out new foods like uh, yeah maybe I, I'm not much into cooking but if I do have a cooking inspiration I want to try something new I want to mm-hmm. like see what I can do with like different ingredients and stuff like my experience with food has become so much more rich yes yeah that and that has been so amazing because yeah it's so contradictory to what people think because it's like i mean of course like the main thing is like like i won't eat these things anymore so it sounds like you're kind of having less but actually like yeah my experience has been like the total opposite like so much new stuff has opened up and I feel like so grateful for that yeah but is there anything like still anything that you miss from your omnivore days yeah yeah sometimes like I mean generally speaking like not I I don't really but sometimes there are these things like if I smell something like a barbecue outside I'm like oh my god it smells good and I mean, I was never like a huge meat lover anyway, but still like, like I wish there were like amazing vegan ribs or some, some like super, super like, <laughs> like grimy barbecue stuff. But like the meat, like there are some nice meat substitutes that I really enjoy. And it, like, it's not something I want to eat every day, but it's this special thing. And like, none of them are, I haven't found like, perfect <laughs> like a perfect fit <laughs> of those things but yeah like you said like very like creamy chocolate like milk chocolate there like nothing is as good yet at least that I've tried as like the milk chocolate that I enjoyed before um, let's see what, what do you have something other than the chocolate yeah, no, I think that's like now the only thing that's left <laughs> for me okay, is, yeah, yeah. is milk chocolate. Because, uh, 
Yeah, it was also ice cream for a while. Mm. Like until the past maybe three years. Like mm. there was vegan ice cream, but I didn't really like any of it. So even yeah. I was really into ice cream before, but then I was kind of like, I didn't really enjoy ice cream anymore. I would eat it every now and then. But, but like in the past two or three years, so many amazing vegan ice creams, at yes. least in Finland, oh have God. appeared. Yes. That this is yeah. <laughs> That, that's not a issue for me anymore. There is like no. plenty to choose from. And there is like so many flavors I haven't even tried yet. Yeah, true. Yeah, uh, you can't even keep up with them anymore. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, the the I have tried one brand of chocolate. There was like a vegan milk chocolate mm-hmm. in Germany once that I bought like in a vegan shop. Yeah. That was really, really good. And it was like, it was the closest thing to the perfect milk chocolate that I've tried ever. Yum. But unfortunately, (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) No! You can't do this! (laughs) Yeah. So, so, but the good news that it exists, the perfect milk chocolate exists. We just don't have it like in the... Like, it's possible to make mm-hmm. uh, vegan milk chocolate that tastes amazing. So yes. that's, I'm like, just being happy for that and waiting <laughs> until it comes to <laughs> grocery stores near us. <laughs> we should give our uh, German listeners, like, a task. <laughs> Please hunt down this vegan chocolate. Or like, I mean, if you know of a really good vegan chocolate, that's available yes. in Germany. It might yeah. be the one. Or you like, should let us know. <laughs> yeah, or like send me pictures of all the vegan milk chocolate <laughs> that you find in Germany. So maybe I will recognize the package. Oh my God. <laughs> Help us hunt it yeah. down. <laughs> yes, I mean, no need to do that actually. That's a big task. <laughs> yeah. But if you have nothing to do, then go ahead. I'll be really thankful. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, uh, has there been like any other annoying thing about uh, being vegan that is maybe not like liking some foods that you crave, but anything else? Well, I remember this. I think it was, um, yeah, this happened, I think, right when we became vegan. We had like a party with friends and and like some people were frying like some sausages and we had vegan sausages and even like some of our other friends had vegans or like vegetarian or vegan sausages and like I overheard in the kitchen like I wasn't kind of part of the conversation so I guess they weren't trying to say it to us but they were talking like kind of like I don't understand like why someone would like eat fake sausage like why wouldn't you just like What's the point of this fake thing? Like, why wouldn't you just have the real thing? Which is like so... <laughs> this, And I think this is like a big thing that some people have is like, like, well, like, why would you eat this fake meat if you don't want to eat meat? Like, what's the point? Well, the point is that there's no cruelty involved. There's no killing of animals involved. Like... A lot of us still enjoy the same or similar flavors and like dishes and things that we are used to that we like used to enjoy. We still enjoy those things, like not all of us, but a lot of us. 
So we still have, like we still want to have a sausage every now and then. Like it's that simple. I don't understand why that like becomes this huge thing for a lot of people to like like that is so hard to wrap their minds around it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah that I, I've heard a lot. <laughs> yeah, I even like heard from some like vegans this kind of mm, yes. Uh, attitude that anything that kind of like all these substitutes like why would you even eat these substitutes if you don't want to eat meat then why do you eat something that looks like meat which mm. I like I am very like I disagree with that completely because I think yeah, the main like at least for me the main point in veganism is like that you um, try like with your money <laughs> you try to do as little harm as possible so you don't not support the industries mm. that are harmful to animals and the environment. So yes. that is like the point. So for some people, for example, it's really hard to drastically change their diets. Because if you, for example, complete... Of course, you can be vegan and only eat like beans and like veggies and like rice or whatever grains and just mm -hmm. not have anything that resembles meat at all. That's fine. Of course. Yeah, many people do that. And, and yeah, that's probably like super healthy and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, but it's not very easy for many people at least to do that right away. And, and maybe for many people, it's not even the goal. So yeah, for I me, it's like, I want to enjoy like yeah. those things that I yeah. have enjoyed. But like, <laughs> yeah, if somebody can just not change anything except for their food not you know doing harm mm. to animals and the environment so for example if i was eating pizza every day i'm gonna continue eating pizza it's <laughs> gonna contain this quote-unquote fake meat and fake cheese then right. like that that does the job yeah that's uh, true so like i think those yeah those foods are very important uh, like also in that way that it, they make it easier for many people to go vegan and then maybe gradually they will discover all these other foods and I mean yeah of course there's like just in general there's <laughs> nothing wrong with having these flavors you enjoy but I think yeah. those are even like very important maybe they're not very necessary yes we could all survive completely with no meat substitutes but it would make veganism much harder for a lot of people yeah yeah exactly so I think those like, foods are like important yeah yeah like what you're saying especially yeah if like people are kind of yeah just beginning probably they want to make like the same food they used to make but yeah just like substitute that one thing into something else so they don't have to like learn a whole new way of cooking they can just change something out to a vegan alternative so that, yeah, yeah, like you said, that makes it, like, so much more accessible. Yeah, exactly. Uh, can we take a break? And then yes. I will get to my annoying thing about baby. <laughs> We're back and... Okay, now it's my turn. To say what annoys me yes <laughs> about being vegan yeah i i don't know like i don't have an exact story but basically yeah like the the people's reaction is often mm. annoying i mean not all the people like most people are either like neutral or very nice about it but 
like I um, I try to be very like not pushy about it of course yeah. like maybe now like in this episode we do sound like this is very important but because we are talking about our experiences exactly. and how we feel about it but whenever I actually talk to other people who are not vegan about it I never like push it onto them or anything I just talk it talk about it as like my experience is like okay I don't eat this because blah, blah, blah. and then if they like because I'm vegan and mm. if they ask more questions then I just explain my position and yeah like depending on how people are curious I explain it but I never like shame people for eating what they eat and stuff and I think that's yeah like that's very important definitely like it's just you know generally it's not nice to shame people for, for what they do unless like you know they're doing something very horrible but yeah everybody's like you know food is very personal thing and like and it's none of our business why people eat what they eat yeah and like yeah because for a lot of people first of all it's not possible for a variety of reasons and also like even for those who it is possible everyone's like at a different point like we got to this gradually like you know we didn't always know everything we didn't always feel like this way so it's yeah it's natural that people are at like different places and different points with the thing yeah yeah also but it like annoys me so much that a lot of people assume that i am like judging them Mm. or that i'm judging their food or that i hate their food or that that i hate them for eating their food or even i think sometimes people assume that I'm trying to push something towards them, which I'm not trying to do. I'm like actually being, maybe like in the beginning when I was like younger and and also I was like really passionate about it because I was just learning all the information. Yes. So I was really like, oh my God. So then maybe I might have like, I, I didn't try to be pushy, but I might have come out as pushy and I wish I was talking about it differently. Mm. Like before when I was younger. Yeah, but I was I, like, I understand why I, I was that way because I was like uh, horrified <laughs> by all the information. Yeah. But of course, yeah, I, I think I could have been better at how I talked about it. I definitely like, had that experience as well, <laughs> like in yes, the beginning. Yeah. But I think nowadays I'm very careful about how I talk about food to other people. Yes. So it annoys me that sometimes people still assume that I'm pushing something towards them and they, they get very defensive and uh, sometimes they start explaining to me why they eat meat and stuff, which I think is also very disrespectful. Because, mm. like, I'm not pushing my diet onto you, so don't push your diet onto me, you know? So it, it like, because people assume that I'm pushing my diet onto them, they start pushing yeah, yeah. theirs. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, or also sometimes people, yeah, people are making fun. Yeah, especially people you don't know very well. Yeah, and like in, sometimes in groups, people would start making fun of what I eat, or like maybe someone else who is vegan, yeah. what they eat, and that's like that's very disrespectful. Because I mean, I know it's not the same thing, but like you won't make fun of a person who is like allergic. Mm. I mean, maybe some people still do. And I know it's not the same. Like, I actually choose to eat what I eat. Yeah. People who are allergic can't choose. So I'm not, like, saying yeah. that it's the same experience. But I think 
in general, like food is a sensitive topic for a lot of people. So I think the general rule of thumb should be that we do not make fun of people's food. Yes. <laughs> no matter the context. Definitely. And like of the, uh, yeah. So I think it's like because vegans choose to eat what they eat, some other people assume that it's okay to also make fun of them. Yeah. Because they assume it's not a sensitive topic because it's not like a sickness or an allergy mm. or uh, a mental health issue or anything like that. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, like this choice, like one person just making this choice kind of feels like an attack because it makes, I think it makes people uncomfortable because they kind of, mm. they view it immediately as, so I am doing something bad because I am, am eating meats, for example. And I mean... Yeah. Like not not talking about now like the ethics of it because I do think some things are more right or wrong or you know but but like that even if someone like even if the vegan person or the person eating vegan food doesn't even say anything or express in any way any kind of judgment in that situation that people like kind of just still experience it. <laughs> in a way because they kind of re it gets like reflected I don't know like they get this guilty feeling and then they feel like they have to somehow somehow um, ju justify their own way or somehow defend themselves even if like it's totally one sided actually in that situation yeah if that makes sense <laughs> yeah but also I I just thought about like another annoying thing yes is that I hate when people judge uh, other people being vegan because it is trendy oh my god that's so true and it's so true for like so many things but but yes for <laughs> for veganism yes. as well yeah oh my because god because of course maybe some some people's uh, reason for why they're vegan is that it's trendy maybe I don't know it's it's quite a big life choice to do just because it's trendy mm -hmm. but let's assume that is a reason for some people some people think oh that's i don't know <laughs> even how what they think anyway it's like every all of my friends are vegan so i'm just gonna be vegan too mm -hmm. for example to fit in but like isn't the end result the same yeah like this person stopped uh giving their money to a very unethical industry yeah so who cares why? Like who like what is why is it wrong to do something good because it's trendy? Yeah. Like let's say picking up trash trash on the street is good. Like that's what most people consider it. How about this became trendy? Like let's say, I don't know, someone very famous posted a video of them picking up trash and all of their fans went to pick up trash because they just thought it's cool. Mm. Like there is less trash on the street. Yes. <laughs> who, care, who cares why they decided to do it? Like, it's the same. I don't think... Like... Yeah, I don't think it's a problem mm -hmm. if somebody is doing something good because if it's trendy. And I even had this... Like, a, a person once told me, after, like, asking me a lot of questions... Like, it was, like, a very polite conversation. Mm -hmm. And the person was asking me a lot of questions about veganism because they were curious. Mm -hmm. And that was totally fine. And I was, like, trying to answer it in, like... A respectful manner so that I'm not attacking them but just explaining the reason behind my choices mm -hmm. 
But then in the end, this person was like, oh, I feel so good to talking to someone who is like actually vegan for a good reason, because I'm so tired of all of these people just doing it because it's trendy. No, my God. Like, okay, you are now complimenting me, but I don't don't like it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I was like so uncomfortable with that comment. Because, wow. like, I know that this person is now telling that they enjoyed the conversation with me and they, like, learned a lot about veganism and, like, so they're complimenting about how I approach the conversation. So I'm happy you enjoyed talking to me about it. But also don't insult other vegans. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just, like, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, things like that annoy me a lot. And usually, like, I try to say, like, yeah, I don't think it's a problem. And, like, I really... If I can, I try to also address it if people tell that to me. I'm like, yeah, let's not shame others for the reasons why they choose their diet (laughs) also. So true. Uh, Something that I thought of as well is like, because you said that you're not like super pushy with your veganism. And I like, I'm similar. Like if it comes, if it kind of comes up, like usually comes up by me asking like, oh, do you know if this is vegan? You know, if something is served somewhere or something that I just want to make sure for myself if something is vegan or if there is something vegan available or something like that. But, um, and I've noticed that that just by, like, just by consuming the vegan products and also, like, talking about them with my friends and family or, like, if we're eating together and they see me have it and I always, like, like, do you want to taste this and stuff, I've noticed so much change. For example, my mom, she no longer, like, eats anything dairy. She pretty much doesn't eat any meat. I mean, she will rarely eat meat, but, like, most of her everyday food is, like, vegan. She has, like, traded milk for oat milk, and she has always, like, vegan cheese in the fridge. And and also, <laughs> because of that, my grandma has also traded her, like, coffee milk for this oat milk. And, I mean, she still eats meat and everything, but she has traded, like, some things for vegan alternatives. And I haven't even had any conversations with either of them about, like, why I became vegan, why it's important, blah, blah, blah. I don't think I've had anything like that. I've just simply like <laughs> eaten vegan food in their company and then like been like, oh, do you want to try it? This is really nice. And sometimes I've cooked like vegan food for my parents and stuff. So it's just by this sharing and then kind of seeing that it's normal and wanting to try it. And it's like, and also like a lot of my friends as well. Like, it's really cool that just by kind of just by eating that food you can like spread it around kind of and I'm not saying like that someone is doing something wrong if they are like more kind of I don't know pushy about it necessarily because there I think there are many ways that you can do this but but yeah I just wanted to share yeah (laughs) yeah but just so you know sometimes if you just rave about a food you like or like if you eat something and show that it's good that might actually interest people in vegan food yeah I guess (laughs) even though like for me that's not always like my experience with some uh, like some of my relatives do enjoy even though like when they eat on their own Mm -hmm. They are not vegan or vegetarian, but when they eat with me, they do enjoy the same food that I eat. Mm-hmm. And they are curious and they want to try new things if it's something they haven't tried. 
and they might even eat it also on their own Mm -hmm. later but also yeah i have some people in my family who have been very like i don't know like if something's on the table that they know is like there because me and my partner are also at the table Mm -hmm. like this is the vegan alternative for us they will not even touch it or try Mm. it because it's this weird vegan thing yeah yeah i've had that too sometimes and they will yeah and they will make it a point like Uh. like they would ask from the person who cooked they would ask what is this and the person who cooked would say like oh it's this vegan thing like uh, you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're like oh yeah okay no no and Mm. yeah and or like they would ask like okay so which cake is the normal cake (laughs) and then like you know and they will only have normal cake because this is the weird vegan cake just for those weird vegans yeah so like of course i mean if you don't want to eat the weird vegan cake that like i don't have a problem with that just have your quote-unquote normal cake (laughs) like that's not a problem but also making it a point that Mm. okay there is this food that i'm not gonna even touch it's again it's disrespectful to the person who is now going to eat that food. Yeah. Because, like, you just showed with all of your emotions because how... Oh, you've showed how disgusted you are with this thing yeah. that somebody is about to eat. So that's, like, I think that's very impolite. And, like, if you don't want to eat something that is vegan because you think it's disgusting, don't. But don't show it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, basic courtesy. Be nice to each other, people. <laughs> yeah. Don't insult each other's food. Yes. <laughs> I think it's like the big... <laughs> That's a big takeaway uh, today. Takeaway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But are there, like... Do you have any other, like, funny or, like, weird things that people say to you? Yeah, I, I was trying to think of these, but I couldn't really, like... I don't know. There might, might have been something, but I couldn't really think of anything. Did you have something? Yeah. Well, I mean, in general, like this normal food, like always calling the non-vegan oh, yeah. food normal food. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's it's impolite, but also like me and my partner, we make fun of it between each other all the time. Yeah. Or like <laughs> also, for example, when whenever my partner's mom cooks something vegan, she'll offer it to us and say that there's nothing in it. <laughs> And I mean, <laughs> I know that she means that there is nothing in it that we don't eat. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it's like, it's so funny. We always kind of, I mean, like, like very lightly, we always make fun of this food that has nothing in it. Have like, some air on the plate. I mean, <laughs> Enjoy I mean, it. We do it even to her. And like, she does, she also knows that it's this <laughs> joke of yeah. ours. But we're like, are you sure it has nothing? Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's it's a funny, like, I know we know what she means, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's really funny <laughs> that this food has nothing in it. Because usually the vegan things that she makes are delicious and have a lot of really good stuff in it. <laughs> so it's also, I think she insults her own cooking by saying these things. Because, <laughs> like, her vegan uh, cakes and pies and stuff are amazing. She's, Aww. like, really good at making vegan food. And also, like, those... Other people in the family who refuse to try those are missing out. Wow. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> because those pies, I'm sure, are as good as the quote-unquote normal pies. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, we have one person that we know who calls the food that we eat hippie food. <laughs> which is, like... Really? So weird. Because, like... <laughs> yeah. It's, like... And also, uh, I'm not going to name 
names and if you're listening to this podcast I don't hate you for calling it hippie but also <laughs> none of the things we do is hippie stuff because like hippies is like a subculture that we have nothing to do with yeah and a bit too young I don't even know <laughs> or maybe they do I don't know do they exist anymore I don't know <laughs> but like were they even vegan I mean I guess maybe part of the hippie culture was like respecting nature and stuff and that might be something we have in common with them but also like, yeah. <laughs> but it's like but also it's funny but like we are making fun of it yeah. <laughs> like the person who commented it i'm sorry but <laughs> we are making fun of you making fun of our food by calling it hippie food but yeah they this person also like would tell another person like oh this is a hippie soup and then another person wouldn't eat it because no. you know like they use it to like i know they were making a joke but also they were kind of insulting it yeah. by this like yeah it's like, I know some of those things are, like, just jokes and they're light and, like... And I'm not even, like, offended about it, but it's also a little bit, like, annoying. Yeah. It is annoying. And I think, yeah, I think it just shows how people are uncomfortable. It makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, in a way. And then they yeah. just try to... Those one... Also, one funny vegan-related comment. Once in in Finland, we have this thing called restaurant day, mm. and on that day, like anyone can kind of like open a restaurant. Like you can just cook something and sell it on the street anywhere, yes. and and also you put it in the map on this website, and people can come and buy your food. Oh, I dropped my pencil. Whoops. You might have heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I took part in that once, and I was making smoothies. Oh, and we were yeah. doing it together with two other friends and another friend was making pancakes and then another friend was baking also some like cakes and pies and everything was vegan. And and I think we like put it on the signs that everything is vegan, but I think we also had like a maybe like ingredient list for some things mm -hmm. and somebody came and um like was checking everything out and then asked about like one specific thing. How is this vegan if it has sugar? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Yes, the sugar animal who creates sugar. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, also again, I know that this is because this person just didn't know what vegan means. I guess so. Like, yeah. no hate towards that person, but it was still kind of funny. It is funny. But yeah, I think because there's a lot of this health conversation around veganism. Mm. So maybe a lot of people think that it's like one of those health diets. Yeah. So they kind of just associate it to that. So, you know, sugar is not healthy. So why is something vegan has sugar? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But because it it's delicious. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also I think like that day we accidentally made everything kind of green. Like there were some... Uh, cupcakes that were green and then some of those little like raw candy that was green and then I was making green smoothies and then somebody <laughs> came and I was like so everything is vegan? Oh I can see that and, like, and then we look at our table and everything is like green so like even the cupcakes are green wow. that was kind of funny I mean like we were also making fun of ourselves like okay of course vegans came and make made all of those green candy cupcakes <laughs> yeah but actually, yeah, not everything I eat is green. I eat food of all kinds of colors. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, other... I thought like if there are like some questions that you get all the time, like we could also maybe kind of answer them. Like, is there some question that you, or like a comment that opposes being mm. vegan that people tell you all the time that? Well, I have, it's not quite that, but something I thought of like that people I think always have questions about is protein. <laughs> <laughs> like how do yeah. vegans get their protein but it's like yeah a lot of uh, a lot of plants have more protein than meats and you can look it up and you can please just research and yeah it's weird how like also as you were like when you were talking about how you didn't really like pay that much attention to food before you became vegan but then you were kind of worried if like you can have like really nutritious food as a vegan or I mean maybe you did pay attention also as a also before that but you were like worried about that but it's kind of like it only only vegans get asked if like like are you sure you're getting all the nutrients are you sure you're getting enough protein whereas like if you just eat meat no one cares like if you're eating a varied diet or something first of all I mean no one should care what anyone else eats like you said but like it's it's weird how this sudden suddenly everyone is super interested about you remaining healthy and not like endangering yeah. yourself because you're not eating animal products which is like there's a lot of information about how to get the like how to get enough nutrients and yes like one fact is that vegans should eat b12 because that is something that we can't get from food at least not like enough in a way that's our bodies absorb enough so we need to get like have some supple supplements like that but probably uh, at least from what i've read i'm not a scientist again but a lot of people who do eat meat also have b12 deficiencies because it's not as available in the meat anymore either so maybe just everyone should <laughs> worry about their b12 <laughs> yeah that's what i heard also again like i think you should uh check from actual scientists yes. but yeah i've also heard that meat nowadays like that b12 comes from like you know earth yeah the like, soil so like yeah. an animals animals who eat grass from the soil will have b12 in their meat so if people eat that meat they will get b12 from that but that's not the meat, the kind of animals that people eat nowadays like at least yeah. in, like you know in the cities and like generally yeah so yeah so like if you get your meat from the shelf in the store, yes, that probably wasn't fed grass from the from the ground, so that meat doesn't have B twelve either. But yeah. again, uh, we're not scientists. Check for that information from actual scientists. But that's what we heard from scientists that we've yes, uh, read that have written that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Do you yeah, have I any mean, of those? Oh yes. Yeah, the protein thing, of course, and yeah, I wanted to like address people mm -hmm. who are not vegan. If you're, if you want to ask a vegan where they get their protein, please don't. Like, just Google it because they get this question so much. It's like, yeah. like I think if somebody asks me where I get my protein, I'm not even gonna answer anymore because like, <laughs> come on, there's like nowadays there's a lot of information about it. Yeah, and I'm sure you're not being rude when you're asking this question. You're just um curious but just so you know it's like there's a lot of information about it and 
There are yes. way too many people asking that. Yes. But also, yeah, I was thinking about like the cheese thing because I think like for everyone who is considering going vegan, who like thinks that going vegan is a good thing, mm-hmm. there is this one thing that they feel very hard to uh to to give up eat. yeah yeah <laughs> to give up yes so like i think let's say cheese so if you really want to be vegan but you're like but how am i going to survive without cheese like i just can't give up cheese my answer to that how about you don't eat any animal products but you keep eating cheese yeah do that because that's already a huge, huge step. Because you're already going to give up so many more other products. And whether you give up cheese later or not, or like ice cream or whatever it is that is your thing that is really hard to give up, you might give it up later or you might never be able to give it up. I don't know. But it's still going to be like an, a bigger impact than you just not eating vegan at all. Yeah, yeah, that is such a good point, because I feel like a lot of people are very intimidated by this kind of, like, having to be perfect, which, like, yeah, I definitely, (laughs) I definitely know the feeling. Uh, So yes, exactly. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to go in 100%, because you can't, like, you can't know everything at first, like, do it the way that feels good to you. Like, if you want to make changes you don't have to yeah you can be gradual about it and you can have these things that because everything makes a difference yeah (laughs) yes exactly there is like things are not black and white it's not like you can have an impact and if you don't have an impact then like there's no impact there is like a lot of different levels of the impact you can make on things that are important to you yes so yeah like even if you feel like if you want to go vegan but you feel it very intimidating start small like start with like substituting one thing yeah once that is not over like once that doesn't overwhelm you anymore then do another thing or if you're ready to give up everything except this one thing then do that like yes yeah and also like that brings me to yeah that also brings me to like, I want to talk about how we, I mean, me, but I think we both like how we are not perfect vegans and probably no one is, or at least like most vegans aren't. Like, for example, I mean, because veganism, first of all, is like also about more than food. And you will be surprised by what kind of things can contain animal products when you're not like, you wouldn't expect a lot of medicine, first of all. And for me personally, and I would suggest for everyone else too, please don't like not take medicine uh, when there are like no vegan alternatives. And if it's medicine, it's probably not vegan. So please don't not take your medicine just because you want to be vegan. There are some things you can't like control. And there are some things like your own survival that are more important than being like perfect in something. But I don't know. And things like glue, like some glue is not vegan. One thing that took me like maybe at least a year or maybe longer was toothpaste. Because like regular toothpaste is not vegan. And I was like, (laughs) it took me a while, first of all, to realize that. But then even after I realized it, I I don't know. I had some trouble switching (laughs) 
switching my toothpaste into vegan ones because I tried some and I just didn't like them. But eventually I found one I liked and then I was able to do the switch. <laughs> but at first I was very fussy about the toothpaste. But then like, yeah. And some things uh, that I choose to do, which like vary from vegan to vegan, I choose to like buy a secondhand clothes that might be, might have wool in them, for example. I know some people, like, some vegans don't want to, like, own or wear anything that has any animal product in them, and that's totally fine. But it's, yeah, I just don't want anyone to be, like, worried about having to be perfect. Like, you can make your own choices with it. Um, I guess that's my point. <laughs> what do you think, Sasha? <laughs> yes, yes, that's a very good point, and I... Um, yes, I do. I have the same thing with like secondhand clothes because for me it's very like I, I see veganism in also this very like within the capitalist system. Yeah. So for me, it's about where my money goes. So that's like for me, that's the most important thing. Like, I don't want to put my money in the animal industry. Yes. So for me, for example, yeah, if I buy secondhand clothes, I don't really... Ch I mean, I don't really like like fur in general, because yeah. I even, like, I can smell that it's an animal. But again, also, if you buy secondhand fur, I'm, I'm, like, totally fine with it. I just kind of, like, I can feel it. But other stuff, wool, silk, like, mm. I, I, I will buy it secondhand. I don't really care, because, again because my money is not going to animal industry. But also, I understand that some people see it as, like, like if I wear fur, it's like I'm promoting fur. Mm. I understand that. That's a valid point. So, but also, if you do love the look of fur and then you buy secondhand fur, I also think it's a very good uh, way to also like give another life to that product since it's already been made. Like, yeah, if you are gonna wear something, sure. If you like this, wear this. It's secondhand. You didn't give your money to the person who produces this fur. So if you like, if you really want to wear a fur jacket, don't please <laughs> buy it from the fur manufacturer, buy it secondhand because that has already been manufactured and yeah. worn and now it's just there. So yeah, so sometimes, um, yeah, there are things that I just sometimes don't know yeah. if I'm vegan. So I'm going to use it and then sometimes somebody will tell me or like I will read it somewhere and I will be like, oh my God. Does this also contain animal products? <laughs> and that is also like, sometimes it's overwhelming. Once you start learning how many things actually contain animal products, it feels like, yeah. okay, I just can't do anything because everything <laughs> contains animal products. Or like, if it doesn't contain animal products, that it, then it might be tested on animals mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So it's, it's very difficult and it's impossible to be 100% vegan. And it's very difficult to be like as vegan as possible so these things are gradual and also in some places you have to make choices yes and yes i totally agree with the medicine thing please do not yeah not take yeah. <laughs> and also there was like one activist that has said it very well uh that if you're sick and you're not well you can't help the animals yes so please take care of your own health and then you're healthy enough to take care of the animals so please buy your medicine yes if you need it to keep yourself healthy so you can actually 
you know, be vegan and be an activist <laughs> and help the animals. And yes, I do like, yeah, I don't even check the medicine ever because that's like, that's yeah. one thing I kind of choose to not even. I mean, of course, like the vitamins that I take every day, those I do check. But also, for example, I have um, like dermatitis. So my skin needs special treatment and I buy a cream that was prescribed to me the like exact thing that was prescribed to me by the doctor i don't i don't know even if it's vegan or not and i don't bother even checking because that's like one thing i need for my health so i choose to uh, be very aware of things that are vegan in other things but things that are related to my health i'm just gonna like for example with this cream i don't even have the alternative like, I, I don't even, there is like no alternative for me to look through because I was prescribed this one particular thing. And like, I believe that's, yes. that's okay, at least like for me. Yes. But also like, there's one thing that I don't really like to admit. And, and if you know me, like, please don't use this against me. But I will, like, if I get free sweets that are not vegan, I will eat them. <laughs> Like, if, if somebody who doesn't know I'm vegan will give me a milk chocolate, I'll eat it. If, if somebody, like, offers me, like, buns that are not vegan, sometimes I'll eat them. If this person did not know that I'm vegan, if you know mm -hmm. that I'm vegan, but you will give me or, like, you buy me milk chocolate because you don't care, because you know that I will still eat it, <laughs> don't do that, that's mean. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo I love sweets, and sometimes I just... Yeah, I like that is just this one thing that my willpower is not strong enough to say <laughs> like no thank you or like you know if something is already given to me and it, like <laughs> I already have it I'm like okay well this person was really nice to me they don't know that I'm vegan they gave me this little chocolate candy and it's really delicious so I'm just gonna eat it so yeah there are things where like this is like th something I don't like to admit because I feel like a bit guilty I feel like it's a bit against my principles but also like we're all human and yeah I think it's really good to to admit these things and yeah like I've definitely had these moments when I haven't been a hundred percent sure if something I've been giving is vegan and then I sometimes like sometimes I'm like okay no but sometimes I'm like mm, I think I'm gonna have it so it's like but it, I think like what matters is the choices we make in our everyday life and the con like the constant choices like if I don't know, a few times a year, you make a different choice. The impact of all your other choices is so much bigger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, but I think that, yeah, the reason I don't like always like to say that because I am afraid that my non-vegan friends or family mm. will use that to yeah. then not care about what they give me because they're like, oh, well, if she's given this, she'll eat it anyway. Mm. So like... Again, if you know of, like, like for example, if you gave somebody who is vegan, who you didn't know was vegan, you gave them something and they ate it and then they realized it wasn't vegan. And, and that, and they were like, oh, this contains honey. Oh, whoops. Okay, I don't actually eat honey. And, like, and that person would be like, but it, it's fine. It's fine. I already had it. It's, it's fine. Thank you. Anyway, you're really nice. Like, blah, blah, blah. Don't be like, oh, okay, so this person was okay with eating honey. Mm. Like, I'm just going to keep giving them this thing because 
it's it's not like they're gonna care. I don't know if this example was really clear, yes, but like yeah, I get you know, it. like sometimes a person will be like, oh, it's fine, it's not a big deal, and and you're like, oh, it's not a big deal. Okay, sure, I, I'm I'm just not gonna care. Like no, it's it is actually if a person is vegan, it is a big deal for them. So even if they told that to you, they were just being polite or like. They don't want to make a big deal of something they've already eaten. Yeah. Like, or feel so... like more bad about it themselves either, like, than they have to. But they still... Yes. They have still made this choice. But it's still important yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah. So please, like, don't use that against vegans. No. Because, again, that pressures everybody to be perfect in what they do. And also that is, like... Yeah. That's impolite. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I I have like one last thing that I want to address. Do you have anything? <laughs> no, feel free, please. Yeah, so I just want like to make a point that um, we th- think, well, I'm sure you think so too, <laughs> that still being vegan is like, is a privilege. And we know that not everybody can do that. And also there are like things that are very problematic within the movement and like, and there are also like, there is like in this episode, we're talking about animal cruelty, but there's also a lot of uh, ways how humans who like grow your food are also treated very unethically. So I like, I just want to say that in no way that like, there are foods that we eat that are vegan but are still produced very unethically and animal welfare is not in no way more important than human welfare so like i just wanted to address that like we understand that so because i know like uh, there is this problem in the vegan movement that sometimes like among some people in within the movement that they don't really consider the humans who produce their food yeah. because they're so uh, because the mo the, the point of the movement is animal welfare, which also of course like you pick your battles and you can't solve all the problems, but also I think it's very important to realize that like yes yes <laughs> okay. I know what you're saying you know. yes. Yeah, I yes, agree a hundred percent. Like, like becoming vegan doesn't make you exempt of like there are other ethical uh, problems with the food industry. This is not the only yes. one. And yes, yes, yeah, that's a good. And they're very important to not uh, ignore. Yes, also. But today we were talking and about veganism. So, but it is a yes, good point yeah. to make. Thank you. <laughs> yes, but also that we also understand that not everybody can become vegan and that's also okay like everybody's health is uh, like also important and also there is like economic situation there is like where you live and also there are like a lot of countries where or like communities where the animal industry is completely different from what we were talking about so i think it's also like important to also know what's happening in your community and see where you're helping this so so we are talking from like the experience of people who you know live in the city Mm. in the western uh country where like animal industry is the way it is (laughs) this is how we are 
trying to influence this community, but in no way, like we are saying that everybody in the world has to eat the way we eat. Yeah, this is like like a one fit, one fit thing. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So true. So yeah, just (laughs) I thought that was like a very important thing to address. Yes, definitely. Yes. But okay, should we then go to the question of the week? Yes, absolutely. Let me just get it here. So, uh, Tomke und Jonah sent us a question. Is there something you avoid drawing? For me, it's hands, as for so many of us, I guess. <laughs> I mean, hands is a good one. <laughs> Do you have some things that you avoid drawing? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I do hate drawing hands and feet, but I can't really avoid drawing them, like when I draw people. Mm. Of course, yeah, I make them very simple. Mm. But yeah, I pretty much hate all the hands that I draw. (laughs) I need to, like, work on that. But yeah, but I think in general, like, the way that I draw faces, in one way, it's, like, my style. But also, I think I developed that style to avoid drawing faces. <laughs> like all of my faces look the same. Mm. So even when I draw portraits, I try to use all the other features of the person and their face is like not yeah, it's not the thing that is recognizable. So I think yeah, I'm really scared of drawing faces because mm. you know, faces are so unique. Everyone's face is so different and yeah, I think I like I I do like this kind of like not non-realistic illustration but i think there is still a way to make this cartoonish or like you know non-realistic kind of illustration to still have a face that mm. resembles yeah the yeah yeah i get that but i'm avoiding to even trying to learn <laughs> that because it's so scary yeah <laughs> yeah i think for me you? um Yeah, I do draw hands, but mine are also, like, very simplified. But I don't really... I'm not very scared of them, because I'm just... I'm fine with them looking a bit, you know, crappy and simple. It's fine. (laughs) It suits me just fine. But I think, just in general, I have a very narrow range as far as, like, subjects that I draw. So I think I avoid drawing a lot of things. Like, I don't really draw buildings a lot. I don't draw... Okay, yeah, I don't draw, like pretty much anything three-dimensional like any objects or like bigger constructions or rooms really even or yeah I mean there are a lot of things that I very very rarely draw yeah (laughs) but I think like one of the most I think just like a whole drawing a whole scenery instead of like just a character with a plain background or something is maybe like the thing I'm scared of and avoid the most. <laughs> Even though I would, I, I really would like to get better at it and I can't do that if I don't practice. So I think that's my main thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would be nice to learn to not avoid drawing things, but actually like challenge yourself more. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for the question and thank you everyone for sending us question and ple- questions and please keep on coming. Yes. Yeah, we love answering your questions. It feels like a conversation. Yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> How is your drawing, right. by the way? Well, oh, yeah. Um, mm, I, <laughs> I mean, 
it's almost finished, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, oh, it's just a pattern, so. It's really pretty. Very cute yeah. little blobs. Yeah, I love the colors you oh, have, happen to you. have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I still need to color some of those red blobs because I dropped my red oh. <laughs> pencil. So I kind of stopped using that. So maybe like in the end, the balance is a bit off because I couldn't use the red pencil anymore. <laughs> and you know, I didn't want to climb I'm under my table while recording. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll try to save it um, once we are done recording. Nice. What about you? I'm done. I think it turned out super cute. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that's really pretty. Thanks. I love it. Yeah, and I it was so it. fun to like just try to fill the whole page. I kind of filled the whole page with just these leaves of different sizes and shapes. And in the end, I went with these tiny leaves all around. Yeah, this was oh. so fun to freehand these It's leaves. really pretty. Oh, this could be like a postcard or a poster or something. Oh, well, I'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> when I scan it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our episode this week. I hope this was nice. Maybe you learned something or maybe you felt like, I don't know, maybe these things were familiar and you got some <laughs> support from fellow vegans. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this this might have been... Uh, a bit too long because we are really passionate about this topic so we yes. can't really shut up it's food I mean like we talk to each other about food all the time we do we do <laughs> yes but yeah thanks for listening and thanks for all of your support and sharing our uh, podcast and subscribing on or like supporting us on Patreon and everything that you do is amazing thank you so much and we'll see you in the next episode. Yes, see you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Drawing Club podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Drawing Club Podcast or email us at drawingclubpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me, Mia, on Instagram at mia.minerva and on YouTube as Mia Minerva. Sasha, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram at Sasha underscore Kretova. This podcast was created by us, Mia Minerva and Sasha Kretova. Olli Arni created the theme song and assisted with the recording and Dmitri Zerbin took care of audio mastering. Welcome to the club, friends.